This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Hey, Blue Wire listeners. We just wrapped up the first quarter of the 2020 NFL season. I can't believe it. Time is just flying. Now, although we may not be able to be together at the game, which of course is a huge bummer, we can still get in on the action together at home. Put your football knowledge to the test with the Contour Pick'em game from our friends at Cox. Place your picks, climb the leaderboard, and come back each week for your shot at the grand prize. All you have to do to play is say Raiders into your Contour remote or visit them at cox.com backslash pick'em. This is Greg Olson, inviting you to check out my new Blue Wire podcast, TE1, where I interview tight ends throughout the history of the NFL who have helped revolutionize the position. TE1 is presented by the Chevy Silverado. The Silverado is all about grit. It's strong and dependable, exactly like playing tight end. Just like the incredible players we sit down with on the podcast, the Chevy Silverado is in a league of its own. Strong, advanced, and dependable. Download TE1 today wherever you listen to podcasts. In the shotgun, Carr's going to throw, pumps, looks end zone, throws for the end zone, wide open, James Jones, touchdown, Raiders! I'm not a big gambler, I only play the slots, because you know what they say, scared money, don't make money, and I got scared money. Rodgers to the end zone, caught for the touchdown, James Jones! John Gruden has not coached since 2008, so what makes you believe that he is the guy to take this franchise to the next level? You know, and it's just Cali swag. What's good, Raider Nation? You are listening to Keeping It 300, brought to you by Blue Wire and our good friends at Bet Online, Cox, and DoorDash. I'm Fallon Smith. My guy, James Jones, will join me in just a second. We are recording this on Tuesday, October 6th, and as always, we will start with some Raiders news and notes. So after the first quarter of the 2020 NFL season, the Raiders are 2-2 after their 30-23 loss to the Bills on Sunday. Now, Raider Nation, should you be panicking? Hmm. Well, James and I will discuss that in just a bit. Now, there were some injuries coming out of the game. Raiders already missing Henry Ruggs, Brian Edwards, Trent Brown, Richie Incognito, Damon Arnett, and then during the game, LaMarcus Joyner, Nevin Lawson, Jonathan Abram all got banged up, but they did return to the game. Um, Who didn't return to the game is Malik Collins. He left with the shoulder injury. Honestly, he's been such a huge disappointment this season. Not really too concerned about Collins' injury. Not really too concerned if he can play or not. Um, I don't think the Raiders need him because he hasn't really done much, right? But Mo Hurst deserves all the praise, y'all. He surprised the heck out of me, to be honest. He was actually the Raiders' highest-graded defender against the Bills. Collins just has not worked out. I know the Raiders are obviously holding out hope, you know, that he does become the player that they hoped he would be when they brought him in during free agency. But we'll see. So far, nah, not a fan. Not a fan. And I know Raider Nation, you're not happy about it either. Jalen Richard, he tweaked his ankle on Sunday. And on Monday, Gruden said he wasn't sure about Richard's status for this week. It's clearly too early in the week to know anything about these injuries right now. Moving on, the Raiders continue to cough up money due to COVID-19 violations. So 10 Raiders were fined after being seen not wearing masks at Darren Waller's charity event. I reported what the event was about and who was at the event last week. Um, According to reports, 
This is how the fines went. Darren Waller fined $30,000. And I actually believe he was the one wearing a mask the whole time. But Darren Waller fined $30,000. Derek Carr, Derek Carrier, Zay Jones, Nevin Lawson, Foster Moreau, Nathan Peterman, Hunter Renfro, Jason Wynn, and Eric Magnuson. They were all fined $15,000 each. And then, as I mentioned last week, the Raiders were being basically investigated by the NFL for allowing an unauthorized employee in the locker room following their Monday night football game against the Saints. Well, the Raiders were fined $50,000 for that. In total, y'all, the Raiders have now been fined $565,000 for COVID-19 violations this season, which, of course, started with the head coach, John Gruden, not wearing his mask properly on the sideline. It's a lot of money. Whew. Can I get like 1%? Lord, just a lot of money to throw away. Now, I know you guys don't want to hear about breaking records in a loss, but it is important to note on Sunday, Derek Carr passed Hall of Fame Raiders quarterback Kenny the Snake Stabler for most touchdown passes in franchise history with 151. It happened when Carr connected with Nelson Aguilar late in the fourth quarter. Obviously, the touchdown really didn't matter. The Raiders weren't going to win the game. Now, this is huge considering the Raiders' rich 60-year history, right? But again, it came in a loss, so not much to celebrate. And half of Raider Nation, of course, wants to blame Carr for the loss. Uh, there's a lot more to it, y'all. And James and I will get to that in just a second. Either way, congratulations, Derek Carr. All right, time now to bring in my good friend, Super Bowl champion wide receiver, current NFL Network analyst, James Jones. What's good, JJ? What's going down, man? I'm a little better than the Raiders is doing right now, man, after this weekend. But, you know, I'm making it through. <laughs> better than the Raiders, that's for sure. The Raiders, they dropped to 2-2 two and two on the season after their loss to the Bills. So much to unpack, unpack from that game. Um, obviously it didn't go as planned for the Raiders, but James, it didn't really go even as we planned, right? We thought the Raiders' run defense would get carved up by Josh Allen and Devin Singletary, but they kept those two in check pretty much most of the game, right? But Allen, whoo, he had his way in the passing game and torched the Raiders' secondary, especially on third down. That was maddening. Oh my goodness, that was maddening. And then the Raiders' offense... What surprised me, really, is that they didn't take advantage of Josh Jacobs, you know, going up against a weak Bills run defense. And obviously, when you're playing from behind, that affects the run game as well. But in the end, it was just poor defense and, in my opinion, conservative play calling by John Gruden. You know, not going for it on fourth down, settling for a field goal. That was a huge factor in the game. And then, of course, two costly turnovers by Darren Waller and Derek Carr. You know, that really cost the Raiders the game. And dare I add injuries to the list, but... Holy cow. Raiders players are dropping like flies week in and week out. It is extremely frustrating. I know that it's happening league-wide, but uh, those are factors to consider, in my opinion. So basically what I took away from this game, more of the same on defense, as we discussed last week. And offensively, they just shot themselves in the foot. All around, the Raiders just need to get better. What's your biggest takeaway, J.J.? Man, my biggest takeaway is really the same takeaways that I've been taking away all <laughs> this season, all off season, all last season, <laughs> is that our defense is nowhere near championship level quality defenses. And that, you know, and that's going to be the Achilles heel for us all season long. I mean, they did what we said they had to do. They stopped the run. They made Josh Allen pass the football. But as you can see, they could not stop a nosebleed in the back end. And and my thing is, is the thing that disappoints me yeah. is kind of like the Falcons game last night. I'm I'm okay if they're completing passes, but how are they wide open? Yes. How is everybody that Josh Allen throws this day football to wide open? You know what I mean? So at one point that becomes coaching. Yeah. You know, I coach my son's flag football team right now. And if we letting people run wide open, that is coach's fault. You should fire me. Coach's <laughs> fault. Because I should have you in position to at least be able to compete and try to fight for the ball and make a play on the ball. These guys are running wide open. And not only that, I mean, it was tough on the Raiders offense because they basically got done to them. 
what they did to the Saints. Yeah. They had very little possessions yep. in that ball game. They could not get in the rhythm. Josh Allen and that offense was taking this football down the field for six, eight, nine-minute drives, really eating up the whole quarter. So, yeah, you got to come in there. You got to throw the ball over the yard. It eliminated Josh Jacobs. And, yeah, the turnovers hurt. But I'm telling you right now, I'm looking at the Chargers that's putting up 30 points a game. I'm looking at the Broncos offense that, you know, has a lot of good young stars, especially once you get Drew Locke back. Yeah. And we obviously know what Kansas City brings. Our defense must get better, man, at stopping yep. some people, man, in this pass game and run game, man, because if they don't, it's going to be a long season for the Raiders. And I know they started off 2-0 and and they scored 30-plus points and they find their way to win some games. But, man, if this defense don't change, it's going to be a long season. Well, you might want to cover your ears then with what I'm about to say. <laughs> I always do this because my friend Josh with the AP, the Associated Press, always gives the best of the worst Raiders stats, okay? So I'm always checking his Twitter feed just to see what he is talking about when it comes to the Raiders. And Lord Jesus, Mary and Joseph, since we are keeping it 300, we got to give you the facts. We got to give you the stats. So listen to this, JJ. <sighs> Raiders defense under Paul Gunther. Mm. Points per game allowed, 27.9. Last. Ranked 31st. 31st, second to last. Yeah. 31st. Yards per play, 6.1. 31st. 31st. <laughs> close, close. Hold on, it gets better. Actually, it doesn't. Passer rated against, 101.6. Last. 31st. <laughs> 31st. Hold wow. on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. You're almost on to it. You're almost on to it. Sacks. 49. Last. <laughs> 100%. <laughs> Last. I could get 39 <laughs> sacks. Gosh, please. 32nd in the NFL. Takeaways. 34. What is it? Last for sure. Last for sure. So 34 guys, takeaways, that's it? That's it under Paul Gunther. And what is this, three years? Three years under Paul Gunther. Mm -hmm. Wow. Guys, there's only 32 teams in the NFL. So do the math, right? They're either second to last or dead last in a ton of defensive statistical categories. That's not very good. Now, now JJ, Gruden is a stubborn dude, right? Paul Gunther is his good friend. So on Monday, Gruden was asked, you know, why does he have the confidence that Gunther is the right guy? And his yeah. response was, I know he's a good coach, and I know the mistakes are very correctable. And we talked about tackling last week, right? Very correctable. And actually, I saw a lot better tackling from the Raiders on Sunday, actually. But lack of pass rush, lack of takeaways, lack of communication, some of the guys looked completely confused out there you have some guys not playing man when they were supposed to be in man coverage I mean yeah. come on and that I'm telling you man and that's really when it falls on coaches because when I look you can't make no excuses for the Raiders everybody banged up you watch that Niners Philly game Carson Wentz throwing to my two little sons out there we don't know who he throwing to he has absolutely nobody his whole old line is banged up the Eagles' whole team is trapped. You watched the Packers game last night. Yeah. Name one Falcon that's in the secondary that started this season. Not none of them. No, no. It's, it's injuries everywhere. Julio Jones ain't been there. Like, everybody's beat up. Except for the dang Chiefs. Only, what, they lost Jones this past I, week? But <laughs> they ain't even lose him for a long time. But I'm just saying, it's a bunch of teams out there that are literally beat up. I know. The Raiders have some injuries, and they have a couple key injuries to the offensive side of the ball, receiver. And, but defense, they lost one or two guys. So you should know what, what I'm saying. You should know what you're doing. You're not playing with all backups. Guys should not be running through the whole defense wide open. And be confused with what defense you're in. <laughs> exactly. That's, and that's, and that, that's my point. Like, that's coaching. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you're, you're not playing with just some practice squad guys. These guys been there. You got most of your draft picks is still playing. No. That's crazy to me. But some oh. of the big key free agents are up front, right? And they haven't done anything. And here's my kind of biggest takeaway. My question was, okay, y'all fired Coach Buckner last year to make room for Rod Marinelli. Mm. Has it paid off, JJ? Has it paid off? No. Absolutely not. 
Uh-uh. So no, what's the excuse for that? What's the excuse for that? You know, obviously Raider Nation wants to see some production from their free agents. And you were thinking at least they will get better up front with Marinelli. And they have not. And yeah. so I think that's really um, concerning, in my opinion, because you think you made upgrades on the interior line. You made upgrades at middle linebacker, you know, and at the linebacker spot just in general. And we are not seeing that pay off. And are we saying, okay, is it a personnel thing? Or are we blaming it on coaches, especially when we come to the D-line? You say coaches on defense, but now let's talk specifically up front with the D-line. You know what? It's hard to it's hard to pinpoint up front on the D-line because sometimes on the D-line, I mean, it's about winning your one-on-one matchups. Yep. You know what I mean? And, you know, obviously the only one that's really been winning is one-on-one matchups is Crosby. You know what I'm saying? So those other fellas is going to have to do something to win their one-on-one matchups. And I don't know if you're not getting pressure there, so that means bringing more blitzes, bringing more heat. You know what I'm saying? And letting those guys play some coverage on the back end, man, and trying to get pressure on the quarterback. I don't know. But obviously right now, Max is the only one winning his one-on-one matchups, and they need to do better at getting after the quarterback. So you know, when it comes to that D-line, it, it's tough because you don't really know what they're taught. Just like the Patriots is taught, you know what I mean, just stay in your gap. We're not worried about getting no pass rush. We just want to stay in your gap and stop the run and don't worry about getting after the quarterback. That's how they're taught. So I don't know how the Raiders' defense is taught, but they have to put some pressure on the quarterback or you're going to get treated just how Josh Allen was treating you. Okay, so on offense, more stats for my guy Josh with the AP. So... Gruden's first stint with the Raiders. They're ranking scoring sixth, right? Yeah. Raiders ranking scoring since Gruden's return to the Raiders. Can you guess? Give a number. Third. Uh, Let me know. No, no. I want to say 30. 25. Oh, so close. 26. Good job, JJ. Mm. I see you out there. Um, So when you talk about the offense, is this a coaching issue or is this a personnel issue? It's a defensive issue. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, so we're blaming the defense too. No, I mean, which I'm, makes I'm sense. Just say, I'm just saying, when his first stint with the Raiders, understand who he had on the defense. He had Woodson and all those boys on the defense. They had a you good. They had a big time defense, a big time defense stopping people. That's one of the main reasons they went to the day Super Bowl. You know what I mean? They had a they had a big time defense stopping people, getting the ball back to Rich Gannon and them boys to score some points. But That's you know, not happening. They went to the Super Bowl, remember, against John Gruden's Tampa Bay Buccaneers. But that was still John Gruden's team, yeah. technically. But I'm just saying, yes, he still had that defense before he got traded, is what I'm saying. Yeah, I know, I know. But it's the defense, man. You have to you just said what in takeaways? Thirty no, dead last. Dead last. <laughs> dead last. Dead last and takeaway. So that's zero extra possessions for that offense. No, yeah, you're You know right. what I mean? I, I wish he would have put time of possession on there because I'm safe to say the time of possession, they probably dead last two, you know, with under the three years or whatever with Paul Gunther. You know what I mean? And that's not getting the ball back to the offense. So for me, when the offense is on the field, I feel like the offense plays well under Gruden. I feel like they put up decent points. I feel like they move the ball well. They just do not have a lot of opportunities to go down there and score. They also need to score in the red zone. That was an issue last year. That was 100%. And they can't, and they need to understand that they cannot turn the ball over because you're not getting any back. Exactly. So So they have to basically play perfect. You know, if you turn the ball over, it's going to be tough for you to win games. I I remember being at the Packers and we turned the ball over. We knew that our defense was going to get it back for us. Nick Collins, Jermaine Williams, Charles Woodson, Al Harris. We knew like, okay, they'll get it back. Yeah. You know what I mean? And they would get it back more times than we coughed it up. But the Raiders is not getting any turnovers. They're not – time of possession is killing them. But I love what the offense is doing under Gruden. And even this year, man, you've seen seen tremendous growth from that offense under Gruden other than the growth from the defense. If you look at the offense – that offense looks much better than it did year one, than year yeah. two. It looks much better now. And you cannot say that about the defense. So I cannot put that on Coach Gruden. Okay. Well, we are going to continue to talk about the offense. So let's talk about our guy, Derek Carr. I'm not going to sit here and be a Carr apologist. I am not. Did he have his best game on Sunday? No, he did not. Was he terrible? No, he wasn't. You know, if you look at his stats, 32 of 44, 
311 yards, two touchdowns. Now, one costly fumble, obviously, that cannot happen. Uh, he took two sacks, um, missing, you know, his top two tackles. And he also had a 107.3 passer rating. Mm. Here's the thing. Mm. He, again, mm. he's missing his top two tackles. He's missing his top two receivers. Again, no excuse. Okay. But, again, the Raiders can't be playing from behind, and that's what they have been doing in their losses, right? Largely because of the defense. So the defense has to get the heck off the field. Now, were there some drop passes? Yes. Okay. Still no excuses. Were there some missed throws? Yes. Now, they were also two of four in the red zone. And if John Gruden, James Jones, this is what pisses me off and yep. pissed me off. If John Gruden... How do you not go for it? He needed to be aggressive and go for it on fourth and two, right? They were at Buffalo's seven-yard line. And instead, they settled for a field goal to get within one instead of take the lead, right? That changes things dramatically. He acted like he had the defense that was going to stop Josh <laughs> Allen. He yeah. literally acted like, it's cool. We're going to get within one. Our defense is going to make a stop. You don't have that kind of defense to make those types of decisions, 100%. I was screaming at the TV, go for it and make them, even if you don't get it, they got to go 97 yards for the day touchdown. I'm yelling at the TV, go for it too, man, because you need to get some touchdowns down there. And they came back and bit them. But listen, I'm, t I'm telling you right now, when I was watching the offense, the offense for me, mm -hmm. even though they lost the last two games, are getting better. You know what I'm saying? They're finding ways to get guys open. They're finding ways to move the ball. Yeah, yeah, Bill Belichick and the Patriots played them well, but even this last game against the Bills, I mean, you get a bomb to Nelson Aguilar and it's illegal formation oh my God, that on was a touchdown. Tough. Yeah, that was you know tough. what I'm saying? You get you, you driving down the field, they could not stop you. Then Darren Waller fumbles. Yeah. You know, then you get it back again, you're driving down the field and Derek fumbles. You know what I mean? So to the offense, the offense was having their way when they were on the field. It was just stupid mistakes that really killed them in that ball game. You know what I mean? But my thing is, I feel like great head coaches mm -hmm. have a feel for the game and a feel for the moment. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm watching the game. Every time Derek Carr and the offense have got the ball, they're moving the football. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know yeah. what I mean? So... When you get down in the red zone, you need to have a feel like, dang, my offense is really moving the football every time they get it. Let's go for it on fourth down. You know what I mean? Because they kind of got it going right now, a little rhythm. Let's go for it. Keep them on keep them on the football field, not settle for three, man. And when he settled for three, I'm like, man, they're going to lose the game. You know what I mean? Because our defense, they stopped Josh Allen and them all game long. They're they, they going to mess around and lose the game. And that's exactly what happened. And it really confuses me because sometimes I think, oh, my goodness, John Gruden, he's brilliant. And then sometimes I'm like, hold on, John Gruden, what are you doing? Because he's gone forward on fourth down multiple times. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and to choose not to go for it right there, it was just completely mind boggling. Yeah. And that really did change the outcome of the game. You know, and that and that's, you know, that's the that's that's the price, you know, I mean, really, that's why you get paid the hundred million as, as the head coach. You know what I mean? Because you're the one that's making those decisions. And at the end of the day, it's your decision. You do whatever you want. Like you say, I don't get paid a hundred million coaching my flag football yeah. team, but I got some athletes. So it'd be it, it, it's fourth down and forever. And my parents be on the side like, what is he doing? Put the ball. Why are you? I'm going for it. I'm the head coach. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the head coach. So I'm going to throw this thing up to one of my guys and hopefully he's going to make a play. I'm the head coach. Sometimes it works and I look like a genius. Sometimes it don't. And I don't look like a genius. All the parents over there with their lip poked out. You know what I mean? Yep. But Gruden, that's what he get paid the big bucks for to make those decisions. He made the decision to go for three. All of us did not agree with it because we knew that our defense wasn't stopping anybody, but obviously he had belief in the defense, and he was wrong. Yeah. He was wrong, and that, and that's what happened. And obviously, if they he went for it on fourth and two and didn't get it, then maybe we also would be sitting here like, why did you do that? But honestly, yeah. I kind of would have been like, nah, bro. Don't take the points because you don't know what your defense is going to do. You need the seven. <laughs> you don't need the three. <laughs> but, but see, me, like when I'm a head coach in the National Football League, you know, before <laughs> my time is up, if I am inside the 10-yard line yeah, and it's not in the fourth quarter with a minute left and I'm down by two, yeah. 
I am going for it every single time. <laughs> and, the, and, and the reason, and I don't know how the analytics numbers and all that <laughs> match up with all that, but I'm going for it every single time because statistics say you do not go on 90-plus yards drives and score touchdowns. It, ju- it just doesn't happen. Yeah. You know what I mean? It doesn't happen. So every time I get inside the 10 as a head coach, I'm, it is four down territory for me. I am going for it because you're going to sh- have to show me time and time again that you could go 90-plus yards on my defense and score. Mm. Period. 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 Okay. So if the game ain't on the line and it ain't two seconds left in the game and we have to kick a field goal – Hey, Coach Jones is going for it. <laughs> <laughs> well, obviously, when things go wrong, you blame the head coach and the quarterback because, yes, they get paid the big bucks. Uh, again, I don't think he had Carr had his best game, but this was all on the defense, in my opinion, and also some suspect play calling uh, when it comes to John Gruden. However, um, Derek Carr did pass Ken Stabler for most touchdown passes in franchise history with 151. And it's yeah. and it's sad because obviously if it came in a win, people would be praising Carr. It came in a loss. So they're like, who cares? It doesn't matter. Now, at the same time, these are the same people who are saying that Derek Carr should not be the franchise quarterback uh, going forward. But you're like, bro, he literally <laughs> has the most touchdowns in franchise history with 151. Gonna crush it though. Not not just he's gonna kill, kill it. Kill the record, destroy you know? it, obliviate it, and you're yeah. still blaming Carr for the Raiders' problems. That's kind of what gets me when you look at the stats and literally you're in and you're out since he started. They've been dang near dang near the bottom in every statistical category on defense. I don't understand how you can continue to blame Derek Carr. He's not perfect. He's not the best quarterback in the National Football League, but he isn't terrible, and he's better than the alternative. Did you hear the stats that you just said for D.C. right now? Read it, read it from this, just from the last game. Just read them to the fans again. Do you have them right there? Yep. 32 of 44, 311 yards, two touchdowns, a quarterback rating or passer rating of 107.3. So who are you getting? Who, who, who are you getting that's going to come in and do that? And with the defense playing like that, still win. Who? Who, who are you gonna get? I want. I wish I could get fans, GMs, and every like. Who are you getting? Not even Aaron Rodgers could do it. Like I'm he's, sorry. he's making. He's making all the right plays. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like he, he's doing everything he can to help his team win ball games. Yeah. And the defense is giving up 27 points per game in the last three years. Mm-hmm. Come on now, come like I like I'm I'm lost for words that you could really look at how he's playing football as a fan, as a coach, whatever you want to look at how he's playing football and really say he's not the franchise guy and not saying man once we get some little help on defense around him we are going to be unstoppable with what we got and once he gets his guys back healthy and all that type mm-hmm. stuff. I like I really don't I don't understand it. It's it's crazy. And you know what's so funny? Go to the Raiders Twitter page. No. And look for the post where they mention Derek Carr passing Ken Stabler. Go and see what Raider Nation had to say. <laughs> like they crushed DC. But anyways, um, we have to take a quick break. When we come back, the Raiders have wrapped up the first quarter of the 2020 season. Should we be panicking? We will answer that. Plus, we will look ahead to their matchup against the Chiefs. So don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Hey, Blue Wire listeners. You've counted on restaurants, and now they're counting on you. And while their dining rooms may be closed, they're still open for delivery with DoorDash. DoorDash is the app that brings you the food that you're craving right to your door. Ordering is easy. All you have to do is open the DoorDash app, choose what you want to eat, and your food will be left safely outside of your door with the new contactless delivery drop-off setting. Choose from your favorite national restaurants like Chipotle, Wendy's, and the Cheesecake Factory. Now, many of your favorite local restaurants are still open for delivery as well, so show them some love. Just open the DoorDash app, select your favorite local spot, and your food is on its way. And right now, our listeners can get $5 off and zero delivery fees on their first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter the promo code BLUEWIRE. That's $5 off and zero delivery 
fees on your first order when you download the DoorDash app in the App Store and enter the code BLUEWIRE, all one word. Don't forget, that's promo code BLUEWIRE for $5 off your first order with DoorDash. We are back. Okay, there's no need to go over our bold predictions from last week, JJ, because they were all trash. (laughs) They were all trash. So instead, let's evaluate the first quarter of the season for the silver and black. So the first quarter of the season is over. Raiders are 2-2. Now entering the year, we guessed 3-1. We had a final record for them at 11-5, which means they could only lose three more games for us to be on par with our prediction. We both had 11 and 5? I believe we both had 11 and 5. I went uh, back and, and checked, and it looked like we both had 11 and 5 and that we had 3 and 1 for the first quarter. Maybe that was just me. Maybe I was okay. checking the yeah, wrong. That, that might be you. What know. did you have them at? I don't know. No, I, I think remember. you had them at 11 and 5 because I, I remember I, I yeah, adjusted. 11 and 5, 10 and 6. I think so, but I think it's 11 and 5. I think you had them 11 and 5. Yeah. Almost positive. I didn't want to go all the way back. We got some work to do. Yeah, we have work to do. So, losing two straight is never fun, but... You know, two and two through the first quarter, I'm not panicking, right? I'm not panicking, but I am on the verge of losing it, JJ, because, you know, up next they have the Chiefs. And then guess what? The Bucks. And then guess what? The Browns. And then the Chargers. But let's live in the moment. Let's live in the moment right now and evaluate the first quarter. What grade would you give the silver and black through the first quarter of the season? As a team. Oh, my goodness. Has to be, has to be a C. Yep. Has to be a C. Has to be a C. Because, I mean, you found a way to win two games. You're two or two looking at this, but you have a lot of work to do. A lot. A lot of work to do. And a lot of it starts on that defensive side of the ball. They got a, a lot of work to do. A mm-hmm. lot. Yeah. And, and I was going to give them a C plus. But I, I think you were, I, I guess I'm being nicer, you know, I guess I'm being nicer than you are. But I say C plus, they should have won on Sunday. Okay. You had a bunch of self-inflicted wounds. Mm-hmm. And, but then you talk about a few plays here and there, right? Yep. And then you win this game. So that's what's so frustrating. But at the same time, James, good teams find ways to win games and yep. close out close games, right? And the Raiders are not there yet at all. Um, obviously the injuries aren't helping here comes the excuse machine. I know, um, but everybody hurt, but here's the thing, despite all the injuries, often statistically, they're not playing terrible. So I, I don't know. It just frustrates me because I literally came into the season thinking, wow, we made so many upgrades on defense and we literally look terrible. Yeah. Yeah. And that's and I'm telling you, and that's the thing that's really disappointing, because, like I said, it's not even like contested stuff. We have people running wide open. Yeah. And and, and I'm, I'm telling you, that is that is really what I look at. And I'm looking like, OK, we're not getting any better on defense. You know what I mean? Like. Some some games the back end steps up and, and you know they'll they'll play but then the, the front seven ain't nowhere to be found. Front seven will step up and then there no the back end ain't nowhere to be found. But mm-hmm. just watching these last two games, man, I mean, against the Patriots and and against the and against uh Buffalo, the defense has a long way to go. Long. And and strictly just from Buffalo, I mean, guys are running wide open in man-to-man in zone whatever yeah. you want to call it they running wide open and that and that's not a good sign they had four defenders i think it was like at the 23 yard line like a couple feet apart they were what some were going inside outside they're about to run into each other when you had wide open receivers on the outside you're like hold up what were y'all doing what, yeah. what are you guys doing in the middle of the field it was yeah, like it was embarrassing. They commun they communication got to They communication got to get better. They got to step up on the back end, and they got to find a way to make some plays. And I don't know when the, when the trade when the, when the trades and all that when the trade deadline and all that. Man, Mister NFL Network, you should know when the trade. No, deadline. I don't know. I don't. I don't keep track of all that. But I'm just thinking, who's some big time corners and stuff out there that we could go get? October 29th. Okay. Well, we'll see what happens. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Because everyone's talking about getting Earl Thomas, and a lot of people don't want him. Why? What's all the negativity around around Earl Thomas? 
What am I missing? So word on the street is that he's really not a good teammate. Yeah, that's what I've heard. I mean, you that's know. exactly what's coming out of locker rooms. Is yeah, people and, when when teams are inquiring about him, players are like, "No, nah, we don't want him in this locker room." No, nah, no. Nah. Yeah, word on the street is he's not a good teammate. And to be honest with you, as good mm-hmm. as a player you are, it's going to be hard for coaches to sign you and give you some good amount of money if you're not a good teammate. You know what I mean? Because yep. who wants a player to come in there and really divide the locker room or do it they way and do it a certain way and other players looking at him, why he get to do it like that, do it like that. You don't even want that headache. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So, you know, that's that's what I'm hearing, man. A lot of people have been telling me that, you know, out of that Baltimore locker room, they were all happy to get him out of there. Mm. You know what I mean? And, yeah, he's not a good teammate. So that's probably why teams ain't taking a chance on him. Because when I look at teams like the Dallas Cowboys, who can't stop a nosebleed, and then I look at teams like the Raiders, who can't stop a nosebleed, <laughs> I look at teams like the Falcons, who can't stop a nosebleed, why in the world ain't y'all signing this all-pro safety back there? You know what I mean? Like, you mean to tell me you don't want to see uh, Abram and Earl back there? Lord have mercy. <laughs> Lord have mercy. You know right. what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Earl going sideline to sideline, Abram coming down, knocking your head off. Like, you don't want to see that. But, you know, at the end of the day, they say he's not a good teammate, and you don't want that, especially if you got a young team. Okay, so at the end of the day, we're going to look back. We, we just look back at the uh, first four games, first quarter of the season. We think they're average. So we say C, C plus, right? Not terrible, not great. We hope that they can get better. However, JJ, next up, Raiders, Chiefs at Arrowhead. I can't lie, y'all. Raiders just seem light years, light years behind the Chiefs right now, right? Kansas City looks like the reigning Super Bowl champions. It doesn't help that, uh, <clears throat> sorry about this, JJ, Derek Carr, zero and six. He is 0-6 all-time at Arrowhead Stadium. He has never won at Kansas City. If there was one positive, though, entering this game, it's that it's October. It's October in Missouri. It's supposed to be 79 degrees on Sunday. Because as we know, Carr does not play well in cold weather games. <sighs> and there are what? are only about 22 to 25,000 fans, something like that, that are supposed to be at Arrowhead Stadium. So at least they're going to have some fans, fans, but it is not like years past when there's a crazy home field advantage. So I'm trying to remain optimistic, JJ. Yeah. But when you talk about a Ferrari on offense, JJ, <laughs> insert Kansas City Chiefs. This is going to be a tough one. This one right here is going to be tough. And it's even going to be tougher because I don't like the way the Raiders are playing going into this one. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, if I, lo- if I love the way the Raiders was playing going into this one, just like the first two games. Like, if this was after the first game with Carolina, I would be sitting here saying, oh, man, the Chiefs might be in trouble. Because it's going to be hard for them to stop Josh Jacobs in this run game and, and things like that. But now after these last two games, I've seen the Raiders. My confidence ain't there right now. They got to get my confidence back up. My my confidence is not there right now in in the Raiders, man. And and this is going to be a tough one because we've seen what Josh Allen and the Bills offense did to the Raiders defense. And now you got an even better offense, you know, that you're about to face this weekend with all them weapons, with all all that speed. So, you know. If they have any chance, Josh Jacobs is going to have to have a monster day. Time of possession. Time of possession. Derek Carr. Derek Carr is the best player on the field, but for the Raiders. But Josh Jacobs is going to have to be the best player on the field Sunday if they want to have a chance to win this ball game. I mean, here's the thing, JJ. Let's be honest. Neither of us right now are confident that that would even happen. That that's going to happen. Because what do you do on defense? What do you do to stop this team? The best Raiders defense is going to be the Raiders offense time of possession, clearly. To be honest with you, I would take a piece out of Bill Belichick's, Bill Belichick's uh, defense. Watch this film and see what Bill Belichick and that defense did to them. Because obviously Bill Belichick and that, that coaching staff has the answer to Patrick Mahomes. Because they, they held them boys 
without Cam Newton even helping you on offense, that defense for the Patriots is on the field all yep. game long. And it was 6-3 at the end of the yep. third quarter. And literally, you the Patriots I mean? would have won this game if they had Cam Newton under center, period. Yes. So what they did watching that football game, what, what, the, what the Patriots did is they rushed four sometimes and they dropped the rest. Then they would rush three and drop the rest in coverage. You know what I mean? So take away the big explosive gains and force the Kansas City Chiefs to go 10, 12, eight play drives down the football field. Because I don't know if Kansas City wants to do that. They, they're looking for the shot play. They want the shot play. They want the explosive gains with all their weapons out there. But force them to go the long way and force them to not make any mistakes. You know what I mean? And as you can see, that's what the Patriots did, go the long way. And then they got a couple. They got some fumbles, you know, punching the ball out. They was forcing Patrick Mahomes to either run it with his legs or throw that thing short. So, you know, that would, that would be my opinion to the Raiders. See what the Patriots did, man, and try to take a little bit of that game plan into yours. But we all know, too, division games. Anything could happen. Anything is possible. They could go either way. We seen we seen how the Chargers came out there and should have beat them. Yeah, they should have beat the Chiefs. You know what I mean? Division games. You just you just know that opponent. It's tougher to win. Now, obviously, the Raiders have to play perfect on offense and even better. The best defensive game all year has to be this Sunday for the Raiders in order to even have a chance. I'm not even worried about the defense. You're not. <laughs> I know what they bring in. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I know what they bring in. I know what they gonna bring to Kansas City. This offense has to keep that defense off the field. They have to. Yeah. Okay. So, but, but basically, the the offense you're saying has to score so, on every single possession, and even if they don't score, you gotta you gotta eat that clock. Eat up. the clock up with Josh. So I'm saying, if you come out and Kansas City jumps up 14-0 on you, yeah, still run the football <laughs> to have a chance. So Just because still run, don't, still run the football. Yeah, because you don't want to look up and be down 28 nothing at half. <laughs> and then and then and then you're really going into their strength because they got pass rushers that could really get after quarterback and pass and pass you know, pass defense, and then you got a back end that knows that that ball's coming out quick. You don't want to get in no shootout with the Kansas City Chiefs. No. Run the football. Keep that offense on the sideline as long as possible. Ooh, so my sitter is the bomb because I was just like, crap, because she was leaving. I'm like, you could bring him into the room, and she said, oh, he's in his room sleep. I'm out. Woo! Okay, girl. Oh, Thank you. Solid, solid. Okay. No, I'm just kidding. But I was going to wrap up um, anyway. So let's just do some bold predictions. I wasn't going to do it, but since I now have a free hand, let's do some bold predictions, JJ. Mm-hmm. I'm a little nervous. I'm not even going to lie. I, I can't. I'm just going to straight up say I don't think the Raiders are going to win this game. So, yeah. Sorry, guys. I just, I just can't with the way that they're playing. I don't want to start. <laughs> JJ, bold predictions for Sunday against the Chiefs. Three, go. Now, are we keeping this just Raiders because it's a Raiders podcast? Are we saying, you know, if you think they're going to lose, you're taking these Chiefs? No, we're, I'm going to keep it just Raiders. I'm, I'm going to keep, I'm gonna keep Let's it keep just it Raiders. Raiders. Let's I, keep it Raiders. I, I do not, and, and hopefully the Raiders hear this mm-hmm. and, you know, get some fuel to the fire, go out there and, and beat these boys, but I do not think they're going to win this ball game. Yeah. But what I will say, and like I just was talking about, Josh Jacobs. Yeah. I feel like it's going to be a heavy, heavy, heavy dose of Josh Jacobs. So I'm going to say Josh Jacobs goes out here and he has 220 plus scrimmage yards. Last week you said 200. Yep. So I'm going back 200 <laughs> going back plus in the scrimmage well. yards. Okay. You know, two touchdowns. Get him to rock in the run game and the pass game. All right. Then I'm going to say. Well, no, I can't say him because he's banged up. I can't say Jalen Rashard because he, he's banged oh, he's up. He's banged up right now. Mm-hmm. He, we don't know his he, status. He's he's banged up. Hoo-wee. Hoo-wee. Okay. Well, number two is the Raiders are going to lose. Uh, <laughs> the Raiders are going to lose. And I'm going to say, if they take my formula, I'm going to say it's going to be 35-24. Chiefs. All right. With that being said, 
I'm going back to the well again. Oh, here we go. Okay. I'm going back to the well again because they took my touchdown away from my dog. I said last week who needs to get more touches. So I'm going to say Nelson Aguilar has has over 100 yards. No, I'm going to say over 150 Jesus. and a touchdown. Hey, you know what? If they would have kept that touchdown on the board, you might have been close with your prediction. I'm last telling week. you, man. I'm telling you, get him to rock, man. He he looks like him and he looks like him and Derek Carr got a real good relationship going on right now. No, I think so as well. Honestly, yeah. this is gonna be a Hunter Renfro game. You think so? No, hell no, I don't think so. This is bold <laughs> predictions, though. No, I don't. I just am trying to make some stuff up right now as I go. Um, all right, I think Hunter Renfro is gonna have a big game. I actually think Darren Waller is going to have a big game, but I'm just going to go. <laughs> I'm not going back and forth. This is what happens when I don't prepare my bowl predictions. Which one? Which okay, one? Okay, I'm just going to say Hunter Renfro. Screw it. I don't care. Hunter Renfro. Like, here's All the right. thing. That defense is going to be really physical with him, but the thing is, Hunter Renfro's a dog, man. I feel like Hunter Renfro don't care, and the, he's a, such a great route runner that he's going to get the ball. I like Hunter. I, I really do. I really do. So let's just say this. I think Hunter Renfro is going to go for a hundo. Okay? Okay. Hunter Renfro, Renfro uh, for a hundo. For a hundo. Um, and then I'm just going to say one touchdown. Hun- a hundo and a touchdown. Okay. Um, <laughs> If I say a bold prediction on defense, my final score is not going to project that. So this is why I'm like, ugh. I said last week that uh, Jonathan Abram is going to get a pick six. I am. You know what? Guess what? Eric Harris is going to get a pick six on Patrick Mahomes. For everybody Mm. who is talking trash about Eric Harris shouldn't be starting, yada, 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 Eric Harris is going to get a pick six off of Patrick Mahomes. Ah, Okay, that's a bold prediction, right? Yeah, that's a very bold (laughs) prediction, especially letting it be known that the Kansas City Chiefs quarterback has not turned the ball over all season long. It's okay. You know what? It's okay. (laughs) There we go. These are bold predictions. Hey, it got to happen sometime. got to happen sometime. <laughs> All right, so y'all not going to like my third one, though. Final score, it's not pretty, y'all. They're going to put a 40-piece on the Raiders. Mm, 40-burger. 45 to 28. 45-28. Mm, mm, mm. I know. Fallon, Fallon, Fallon. 45-28. <laughs> hey, it's, it's, tough to, it's tough to say otherwise if you watch this last game. I know. I, yeah. I honestly am praying to God that they win because here's the thing, JJ, what's going to happen when they lose and now everybody afterwards is talking about Derek Carr being 0-7 and never winning at Arrowhead? Like, we still we blame the defense, but that's a pretty terrible stat. That is a pretty <laughs> terrible stat to never win at Arrowhead. Yeah. Okay, so there's a stat, JJ, that Derek Carr is one of eight quarterbacks since the merger to make six-plus road appearances, road starts, at a stadium and lose them all. Only one of eight. Yeah. Now, are we still blaming the defense for that? Okay. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just saying, let's, 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 let's just really talk about it real quick. All okay. right? Okay. Let's look at the teams that Derek Carr has took in there. Who going to take that them teams in there and win? And I was on one of them teams. 2016, I feel like we had a chance. Huh? 2016, we had a chance. Okay, so out of eight of them, one time, you feel like you had a chance. One. Because every other time, you probably felt like they're going to lose by 80 going in there with Patrick Mahomes and them. You know what I mean? Going in there with Alex Smith and them when them, them teams still was going to the playoffs and in the playoffs and, and fighting to, to win Super Bowls. What, what Raiders team you taking in there? That was rebuilding. Definitely not, definitely not in 14. You just, <laughs> gave, you just gave the defensive stats. Dead last since Derek Carr came in the building. As okay. a rookie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. You know what I mean? Right. So, right. yeah, it's easy to say, oh, he ain't winning there and won. Look at the teams he going in there with. Yeah, you're right. He don't He don't really got a lot of help going in there winning ball games. It's but just, he it, has it, played terrible in cold weather. Like, terrible. I just, I, just feel, I just feel like people, if you ride with a guy, you're you, you going to ride with a guy. If you don't ride with him, once he makes one or two mistakes – you're not even going to look at any other things that he has going on. You're not going to look at that. The, the, uh, like they're going to go in there this weekend. And like you said, mm-hmm. they're going to put a 40 burger on the, on the Raiders. What you said. Mm-hmm. Right. And then everybody after the game is going to say, Oh, he's Oh, nine. 
when are you going to talk about the 40? Oh, seven. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, like, like, no, exactly. Like, when, no, when no, a lot say, of it has to do with the defense. Say, no. Shoot, there was nothing Derek Carr could have did. They put up four. Like, when, when is that going to happen? And here's the thing. Derek Carr obviously said he's tired of losing. There's no excuses, yada, yada, yada. But if you actually have a conversation with Derek Carr off camera, he... Well, pro- he probably won't tell me. He'll probably tell you, JJ, and you don't have to out him or nothing. But as a quarterback of a franchise that hasn't given you the pieces, and literally when you look at the stats statistically when it comes to their defense, how are you not like, bro, all I want is a mediocre defense. That's not it. a great defense, just a mediocre, just a okay middle-of-the-pack defense. That's all I'm asking. Is That's it too it. hard to ask? Like, how frustrated as a quarterback, and a franchise quarterback, would you be if literally this is you? This is what you were handed since 2014, since you were drafted. I mean, it's real frustrating, especially when you, you when you look at it and you see, you know, how your fan base and, and everybody, you know, feels about you. You know what I'm saying? Because, you know, you're not winning no ball games. And, yeah, as a quarterback, it's going to come, you know, it's going to come back on you. But. You know, it just sucks where you're really thinking about this defense not stopping nobody since he's been in the league and all the blame goes to Derek Carr and they want to bring up all these stats about him not beating very good football teams. You know what I mean? With the type of teams that he's he's going in there playing with. It's really, it's crazy to me, man. So, yes, when you get off camera, you're going to be hot about it. You know what I'm saying? Hot Mm -hmm. about it. I'd be hot about it. And Raider Nation, you should be hot about it too. You should expect more, demand more. And stop blaming Derek Carr. But obviously, again, you blame the people who make the most money, and that is Derek Carr and John Gruden. That's it. All right. Well, that's going to do it for this week's episode of Keeping It 300. I hope you enjoyed the show. If you haven't done so already, please rate us and write a review. We would really appreciate it. Till next time, for James, I'm Fallon. We out. Peace. Oh yeah, the wait is finally over. Football is back. Now you may not be able to be at the game this year, but you can still be in on the action at Bet Online. Bet Online is going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on every possible chance to win this season. From game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props, Bet Online gives you more options to wager than anywhere else. You can get in on their season opening bonuses today and start off wagering on wins, division, and championship futures all day, every day. Head to betonline.ag today and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. And don't forget to use the promo code BLUEWIRE at betonline.ag. That's BLUEWIRE, all one word. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. For the ones who get going when the going gets tough. And the ones who know we're tougher together. For the pathfinders breaking new ground. Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as fast access to experts and 24-7 customer support. Because we know you have people depending on you. So you can always depend on us. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.